Can I just tell y'all, I love our youth group. I do. Y'all are, y'all are perfectly odd in a beautiful way. And I'm, I'm very odd, so it helps me out quite a bit. But no, and I mean that in the, the warmest way. And don't let me get started about our adults. <laughs> Anyways, love them too. Now, uh, who wrote the book of Acts? Luke wrote the book of Acts, and Luke was a... Ooh, changed up a little bit. Luke also wrote the book of... Very good. Sound like a bunch of cow. That's what you sound like. Um, I'd like to start off with a little story time. Is, it, is that all right? If we can go to a little bit of uh, story. You're like, thank goodness he's not going to teach anything. He's going to tell a story. No. Um, when I was a young lad, age of... Six-ish, I believe, or seven, first grade or second grade. I think I've got a photo of myself, just so you can sort of feel and sort of connect with the story. Go ahead and take a look at the screen. This cute kid right there. That is, I know, I, I know. That that's me when I'm think I was I was six right there. And as a six-year-old or seven-year-old, I think it might have been in the second grade, just beginning in the second grade. Uh, we had to dress out for P.E. And I remember the P.E. coach got really mad the week before and uh, because a lot of kids hadn't brought their clothes. And so he sort of had made a threat. I forget what the threat was, but as a seven-year-old, whatever type of threat is a big threat. So anyways, I get to school that next week. It's Tuesday, I think. We've got P.E. and I realize I do not have my gym clothes. Oh, I know it. And I liked him. It wasn't like I was like, ah, you know. And um, so I think, what am I going to do? He was mad yesterday. And I was, a, I was am, I, 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 I want to please. That's just sort of the way that I tick. And that's, I wanted parents to like me and all this stuff. So, so I'm sitting there going, what am I going to do? And then I get a great idea. I'll just write a note from my mom. That says, I couldn't dress out for school because I was sick the day before. And uh, could you excuse him from P.E.? And I'll sign it. My mom's sick, sick signature. I'm, okay, I'm seven years old. And I've got this note somewhere in my house still, and I couldn't find it. I tried so hard because I wanted you to see. Because I wrote this thing out. I took my time on it. And it looked good. I mean, Wow, it looked really good. I remember, I remember when I, I did it, I looked back at it, I went, oh, he's never going to know. Even signed my mom's name. It, it did it in cursive. A lot of y'all don't even know what that is anymore. So I remember I went to coach. I said, here you go, coach. Sorry, mom said I can't. Yeah, here's a note from my mom. So he takes it and he looks at it. And he says, Okay. Got it there, Mr. Walsh. And I'm thinking, yeah, baby, a new profession. You know, I can do this for the rest of my life. So then mom comes to pick me up from school, and unbeknownst to me, coach has a little talk with my mom. As they laugh about it, he gives her the note, because you don't even understand. I wish I had this note, because it looked like a blind two-year-old wrote it with his teeth, like, like this. It is the most horrendous looking thing, and I've got it somewhere, and if I find it next month, I'm going to just like going, hey, remember that note I talked about? Here's the note, and we'll let you see it on the screen, because it's crazy, because I was convinced it was perfect. 
I mean, I was like, no one's going to notice. And you will, now you're looking and go, oh, he's always been a little slow. Yeah, okay, I can see that now. But the truth, the problem was I didn't have the authority of my mom to sign her name or to give that note, right? So we, what were we talking about? I taught two weeks ago. Y'all remember what I was speaking about? Anybody at all? We were in Acts chapter 4, and it was the name of somebody. Whose name were we talking about? I'll give you a big hint. The name of Jesus. It's the easy Sunday school answer. We're talking about the name of Jesus because they were brought before trial, before the, these, these Pharisees and whatnot, and they said, by whose name have you healed this man? They'd healed him in, in Acts 3. Y'all remember Acts 3, right? They healed this man who had been lame since birth for over 40 years. He'd, he'd been lame. He was healed. They said, whose authority did you heal this man? They, they said, by, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nat, Nat, Nazareth, he, he has been healed. And they're like, what? And then the apostles at that point go, and you know what? There's no other name by which one can be saved by the name of Jesus. And they just preach it right there. And the men get back to, to, together again. They go, oh. they could tell that these were, were um, ordinary men who were not educated at all, but they were speaking an amazing way. They were stunned at the way that they spoke and with the power that they spoke with. And they recognized that they, they had been with who? Jesus. This, that same man, look at that, y'all are doing so good. It's okay, just, just a, Peter! Oh, what for all one? Jesus is who they had been with, right? Now, they had the authority of Jesus. But can I tell you this? Not everybody has the authority to speak the name of Jesus. Now, I, we're going to turn real quick right now to Acts chapter 19. We're going to jump ahead a little bit. But our main text tonight will be in Acts chapter 4. But I want you just to see the story as we're talking about the name of Jesus and how it's, it's used. I, I want you just to see the story because I love the story. Excuse me? Acts chapter 19, beginning of verse 11 is where we're at. And this is, this is how it goes. And God was doing extraordinary extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. We've not met Paul yet in the book of Acts. He's going to be coming in Acts 8-ish. Uh, you'll, you'll see a lot more about him. Verse 12 says this, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had been touched, that had touched his skin, the skin of Paul, were carried to those away to, to the sick, and their disease, diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, okay, these are guys that are just trying to make a living by trying to heal some folks and get demons out of folks, and they're just trying to, they're, they're doing it for, for, for the money, the money, right? Okay, so um, they undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had, had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you or command you by the Jesus whom Paul pro proclaim. So they would, they would do this because they were trying to do it for themselves. Verse 14, seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know and Paul I recognize, but who are you? Can I tell you something? Something bad's about to happen, okay? Really bad. Next verse, and <laughs> verse 16, and the man in whom was the evil spirit leapt on them, mastered all of them, overpowered them, so that they fled out of the house naked 
and 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 wounded. Now, if you're ever in a fight and you've been mastered, that's not good. You know what I'm saying? You've been you it's bad. Mastered, overpowered, and you flee out of the house naked and hurt. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus. Both Jews and Greeks and fear fell upon them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. You know what extolled means? It's not a word we use very often. It means, it, it means to think highly of, to lift up, to, it was, was praised. Because they all of a sudden saw, whoa, this isn't something you just throw around. Now take note of this. In the culture we live in, how many times is this name just thrown around? On TV, in movies, at restaurants, at school, sometimes at home. Hopefully not at church. At least we gather our act together at church at least. But it's thrown around a lot, isn't it? You know, when I wrote that note, I, I didn't have the authority of my mom. If I had had the authority of my mom, I wouldn't have been in trouble. She would have said, oh, yes, I told him to write that note. He would probably say, well, please don't have your seven-year-old write that again. Make sure you get it to us so we don't think it's forged. And she's gone, okay. Now, I am... Um, <clears throat> I've got a... Uh, getting back to it. So in that story, they didn't have the authority to use the name. So why did Peter... Peter have the Peter and John have the authority to use the name. Why do you think? Anybody? Because they loved him. Okay, one. What's that? The Holy Spirit. Yes. Why else? Did they know him? Did he know them? They were known to have been with him. They were recognized. Don't miss that. In just the verses, right? So you're you're all right in that. So so so. You see, let me share in this. My, my father is a very unique man. Uh, I have met a lot of folks, but and a lot of times guys will look up to their dads. It's just something that occurs a lot. And my dad is one of the most, he is the most amazing man that I know. He's done things in, in, in this world that many have not. Uh, he's a redneck and a half, but he's got grace and um, he's gone places. He's, he is... Forrest Gump without the slow part of Forrest Gump. He's just met men and of high power. General Schwarzkopf, some adults would know him. Ali North, he took them hunting, helped teach their boys how to shoot a gun. Uh, he, he took Elvis Presley for a boat ride by himself for four hours to get away from a crowd as a favor to a friend. Elvis has been dead for quite a while now. And when he told my mom when he came home that day, my mom thought he was lying. Someone else told my mom about it. Uh, whoever had called my dad asked her to do it a month, a month past, and she was so ticked because she loved Elvis Presley. <laughs> he's, he's just done these things. He's, he, he's had a, a bounty on his head. Someone wanted to kill him because of his friendships with others that weren't the same race as he, as he was. I wasn't allowed to ride, ride in a car with my dad for five years, and I didn't know, I didn't know it. He, he just sort of would always, it would just work out from age about eight and a half to about 13 because someone wanted to hit out on my dad and he didn't want us to be in the car if that ever occurred. He's just that type of man. He's going to choose to do right because it's the right thing to do. 
I wish his walk with, with, with God was, was strong. We've talked about it quite a bit, and I don't know exactly where my dad stands. I'm not done, though, with getting to talk with my dad. All that being said, um, my dad knows a lot of folks in town. And so if I need something, some help with going to buy a gun someplace or whatever, he'll, he'll, he'll go, hey, go to that shop right over here, talk to a guy named Vince, and uh, tell him you're my son. And I will get, we'll go there. And wherever I go, I'm going to get privileged treatment from whoever I go with because they know my dad. And I go in and go, hi, my name is Dan Walsh. Joe Walsh is my dad. He told me to come here. Um, Unlike what occurred with me at seven when I was not, I didn't have the authority to use my mom's name. There's many times nowadays I have the authority where I go to use my dad's name. And it's a benefit to me. Do you understand that? So we see in the story here, the disciples are, 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 are using the name of Jesus. And we're going to see sort of how, why they do it uh, and, and, and sort of how they do it. I don't know if those are the best ways to describe it, but we're going to walk through this text. But I want you to see this, and I don't have it a verse on the screen, but this verse jumps out. It says in Matthew 28, verse 18 and 19. You, a lot of you have heard this before, but hear this first part of this verse. And, and Jesus said, uh, came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Father gives the authority to the Son. The Son gives the, 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 the power, which is the authority to us. Okay, I want you to understand that. The authority is for the believers in Jesus Christ to use his name. But how do we, what do we use his name for? Because there's a lot of ways we can try because we're like, man, I really need to do good on this test. Oh, Jesus, help me out on this test. There's a lot of ways we, we can use it, but how are we supposed to use the name? So I'm going to ask you, we're going to jump into our text right now. We've been going through text. There's not a ton tonight, so we're not just like starting from scratch. At Acts chapter 4, we're just going to read a little bit of this text together as a group. So I'm going to ask you to stand together. This is sort of some of the main part of our text and just some stuff in here that's huge in what it says. Acts chapter 4. We're going to begin in verse 16, and we're going to go to verse 20. So Acts chapter 4, 4 verse 16. Uh, uh, I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to start in verse 15. But when they had commanded them to leave the count, count, council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For, for that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for the name of Jesus tonight that has all power. And God, I ask that you will help us to have the boldness this text speaks about, to do amazing things in your name for you. For Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, sit down. <clears throat> now there's, 
There's two responses in this first part of this text I want you to see. Okay? Two responses to the name of Jesus. The first response is the world's response to it. What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign is performed through them is evident. So they said, yeah, they really did heal this guy. We can't deny it. We can see it. But in order for it not to spread, let us warn them not to speak anymore or to, to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of, of Jesus. Is that not the world's response when the name of Jesus comes out and they hear it today? Man, it is so, hey, 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 no, 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 you, you can't talk, talk that way. You, no, no, no. And, and, and what the world's re- response to it is fear, is panic, is hatred. And why is that? Because the name of Jesus calls you to, causes you to choose. Am I going to follow the world or am I going to follow him? Well, I don't want to really choose. I sort of want to do both. You can't. You, you, but that's not fair. You understand that that doesn't fit in sort of my, my world, my realm. It's not your rules. It's, it's God's rules. Well, that's not fair. And you go, well, it's true. It's, it's not fair because what's fair is that we all should not have a chance at all because we all choose to rebel and we're all enemies of God. But God choose, chose the world's response. But you know what I love in this passage? And and look at this, because if you believe what the text says, and you believe God has changed your life, and you believe that your sin has separated you from God, and and the only way that you could be made right with him is through his son, Jesus Christ, the next part of this text will cause you difficulties in your life. Because it says in verse... 19, but Peter and John answered them. They're just told, hey, don't even, don't speak the name or even teach it at all. And they said, whatever, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. And if I read, if I, I think it's the NIV, it says, for we cannot help, we cannot help ourselves, but speak of what we have seen and heard. It's what they, hey, whether it's right in sight of God to, to listen to you, or God, you've got to judge that for yourself, but we can't help and speak speak about what he's done. There's going to be many times that this, the world's going to say, hey, 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 shut up. You can't say that here. And God says, if I've changed your life, you've got to speak about it. You, you've got, to, who am I going to follow? Their, their, their roles And I'm not saying, well, I'm going to rebel in every way. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying even be disrespectful or hateful because if you look in the way they say this, there's much grace in the way that they say, hey, you got to judge for yourself if it's right for you or for not. If you're going to do judge or man, we don't have a choice. We've got to follow God. So let's look and see what occurs next here in the text, verse 21. It says, and when they had further threaten them. So they threaten them some more after they say this. We don't know what words they say. It says they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the, of the pe- pe- people, for all were praising God for what had ha- ha- happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. And when they were released, they went to their, their, their friends and re- reported what the chief priests and the el, 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 
elders had said to them. And then in verse 24, and when they heard it, this is the, the, the friends. When they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the, by, by the Holy Spirit, why did the, did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? Okay, I want you to know this. Their friends have been, they've healed a man, and because they've healed a man, they've had an opportunity to speak to a crowd, and in speaking to the crowd, they've been put in jail for a night and a half. They've been, they've been yelled at, they've been mocked, they've been told, you cannot do this. But then they're freed, and they go to their friends, and what do their friends do is they praise God, lifting their voices together. Sovereign Lord who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. God, in the midst of it, they're saying, hey, God's still God. And my point right here is, is that as you are going to have the authority of the name of Jesus, and as we speak it, and guys, everybody in this room, just hear me for a second. Sometimes we think, well, if I just say God, if I just talk about God a little bit, well, I love God, and we just, just leave that. Can I say that in the, the world we live in, that it is very vague? It's, it's very, there's a lot of, of, of God, and a lot of small g gods that, pe that people will easily talk about, and they will accept you. But there's a point when you got to go, well, I just got to tell you, Jesus Christ changed my life. Sometimes that's all you've got to say. Give them the opportunity to change your life. How? Really? Like, what do he do? He buy you a new car? And you go, yeah. And they go, what? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But, but we've, got to, we've got to say that name. But we say it for this reason, not for our own benefit. Not like the seven sons of Sceva, who was for their own benefit. We say it, why? Because it, it, it's all about God. Why, why do we proclaim the name? Why do we want to tell them? It's not to make ourselves, well, man, I did something good today. No, because it's all about God. I want, to give my, I want my life and my words and my actions to praise God. Even when it's hard, it's all about God. And I love in, in the story, you, you, you don't see him going, hey, Peter, great job, man. You preached it great again. Way to stand up, fellas. You guys are awesome. There's nothing that ever points to the guys in the story at all. Sovereign Lord, maker of heaven and earth. They're pointing up. They're not pointing around. It's all about God. Then it says in this in verse 27. For truly in the city there were gathered, there, there were, let me read it right here. I don't know if I got to run the notes. For tr truly in the city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus. Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your, your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Point one, it's all about God. Point two, God's in control. Don't forget this. God's in control. 
well, I can't really see what's going on. I can't really see what's going to hap, hap, happen. That's, that's part of what faith is. It's understanding that God is in control. And leave that last, last verse up. It's good. Verse 29, Lord, look upon their threat, threats and grant to your, your servants to continue to speak. They don't say, Lord, look upon their threats and protect us from any harm so we don't get hurt. They don't say, Lord, look upon their threats and help my family to all be okay and us to really be happy tomorrow and have joy. They say what? Look upon your, their threats and grant to us, your servants, to continue to speak your word. As you see their threats, Lord, just give us more courage and more boldness to speak your word. The threats are going to come. But understand this, and they understood this, that God is in control. And he says this, look at this in verse 29, to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Only through God have I ever had boldness. Dan, apart from God, is just, oh, it's embarrassing. Don't even like to talk about it right now. But it's true. And the times when I grab on to when God says go, best times of my life, scariest times of my life, I'm used the most ever in my life when I grab on. And it's much fewer than I, than I, you know, it ought to be by far. But we're called to be to 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 have great boldness when we speak His word. And then we're told to do this. Look at the next verse. This next verse, you go, hmm, verse 30, I think it is. Do we have that one? While, while, while you stretch out your hand to heal and, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Has anybody here, like, gotten to heal, heal someone at your school, like, this, this past week? Maybe like, their, their leg was deformed from birth, and you're like, hey, name of Jesus, heal, heal that puppy. And they went, whoop! And they were like, hey, thanks, bro. No, no one really had that. You know, we don't really see this much here at all, if at all here in America, do we? Because sometimes we go, man, if we would just see healings like this, people would turn, turn to God and Christ. And the truth is, a few might, but most wouldn't, that they didn't back in the day when he was there. What makes you think they're going to turn now, you know? But how can we heal? And you know, I think we need to speak the name of Jesus with boldness. And I think around the world, I want you to hear this part, that people are healed in miraculous ways around the world, a lot like what we read about in here. I don't know if America is so distracted by ourselves that we can't see it and there's not room for him to work. I'm not sure why. But I do know this. God wants you to heal people that are in your life. Uh, and it may be not a phys- physical he- he- healing, but it is surely a spiritual one of a, their separation from God. When I think about the, the word heal, I thought about what, what, what are we supposed to do? And I thought of the words help, and encourage, admonish, and love. Dude, if we would just help, encourage, admonish, which means to correct and set straight and love, that means speak the truth. Even when they don't want to hear it, we speak the truth in love. Help, encourage, admonish in love. Man, lives can be changed. No doubt, lives can be changed. There's a video um, I want you to see 
tonight. It's from the, the movie Incredibles. Uh, and it's so, some of these movies are getting like old school. You're like, oh, yeah, so I saw that when I was one and a half. You know, so, um, but this is a, a great clip because sometimes everything I've said about speaking the name, many of you in this room, and I was there before, so I understand, go, well, that's just, I couldn't do it. I sort of, I want to, but I can't. You just don't, don't know me. I, I can't do it. And this clip, I remember when I saw it uh, the first time, I, I sort of thought of this. Um, so watch the clip, and then I'll explain it. It'll need some ex- explanation. Mom, what happened on the plane? I'm, I'm sorry. On a dip. I mean, when you asked me to, I'm sorry. Shh. It isn't your fault. It wasn't fair for me to suddenly ask so much of you. But things are different now. And doubt is a luxury we can't afford anymore, sweetie. You have more power than you realize. Don't think. And don't worry. If the time comes, you'll know what to do. It's in your blood. What's the name of, the, of, of that girl? Violet. Violet. That's right. Violet. You know, and I don't know about you, but I think many of us in this room connect to how she feels in the very start of that clip. But she goes, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just can't. I just tried and I can't. I'm sorry. And we, and we feel like this, 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 this kid that we just can't do it. God, I know your word says, I know it's a command of yours. I know you say go and make disciples of all nations. But I just, I just, I just. I just can't. She says some things to her that she says, you know, um, and I, I wish I, I don't have the exact line, but she says there's a point in the clip where she says, no, I know you couldn't do it before, but, but times have changed. Things have changed. And I want you to know if you're a believer in, G- in Jesus Christ, there, there's a, a point, a moment in your life when everything changes. And you need to stop going, oh, I just can't, I just can't. And you've got to go, I've been bought with a price, therefore I'm going to honor God with my, my body. She says, you have more power than you realize. And I want you to know tonight that you have more power than you realize in, G- in Jesus Christ. So much more power than you realize. She says this, don't think and don't, don't worry. And those are some good things because sometimes we outthink ourselves way too much. No, I should do it. Uh, no, maybe it's a bad time. Maybe they're just having a bad day and I don't want to make their day, their day worse. And we talk ourselves out, out of things and we worry all the time. Why should we not think and not worry? Because God's in control. That's why we shouldn't. And she says this, when, you, when the time comes, you'll know what to do. And I've heard this and I've said this many times in this room. A lot go, man, I just want to do big things for God. And in order to do big things for God, you've got to start doing small things for God. You will never do the big things for God. And you'll, you'll, you'll come to realize that small thing that you did that you thought was not going to be very important is going to turn out to be a huge thing that's going to transform somebody's life, possibly yours as well, in a way you would never have dreamed it. But we're never going to get to do great things until we start just doing the small things. 
the everyday things. When, when the time comes, you'll know what to do. Well, I just don't know what to say. Well, just start saying something. I just, uh, just speak his name. Yeah, just, just speak his name and see what happens. Go for the ride. Hang on. And then she says the last line, it's in your blood. And as a believer in Jesus Christ, you know that you've been changed and you've been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's in the blood that all this power is from. Salvation comes from. It's through Jesus. You have more power than you realize. Don't think and don't worry. When the time comes, you'll know what to do. And it's in your blood. And instead of putting on the mask like we see her do, we see her, there's a resolve moment. And I love Moments in movies you see resolve in characters because it's a hard word to describe. It's the moment when they decide, I'm going to do that. And they, they, they don't ever look back. They do it. And we don't resolve. We go, yeah, I'm going to live for, for God, but we don't resolve ourselves that we're going to live for him or I'm going to make a stand at school this week. We don't resolve. Because if, if we resolve it, that means we're going to do it. So instead of putting on the mask, we just need to put, put, put on the name. Whether it's in the shirts that we wear, they would give, give us the opportunities to speak. I love when I go out to football games or things at the school or wherever I'm at, and I see a lot of y'all with, with, with your shirts on from camps. And I try to put things on your shirts that are going to cause folks to know where, where you stand and to ask questions about what it means. Hmm, what's that? What's that? Or, or to just be bold statements. There's a point in why we do a lot, a lot of our shirts. Um, Acts, this is the end of this, Acts chapter 4, verse 31 through 33. This is what I would, I would if I could define it in uh, cool, cool terms that y'all don't use anymore, but y'all used like a year ago, it would be hashtag goals. Okay, that's what I would define this. It would be hashtag goals. Okay, this is what I want for my life. This is what you should want. Is, is, and this is, is what it says. And when they had prayed, uh, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Now the full num- number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own. But they had everything in, co- in common. They shared everything. And with great power, the ap- apostles were given their Testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Hashtag goals. You're allowed to write in your Bible, which I hope you are. Write that. Put that in your margin. That's what I want my life to look like. That's what I want the lives of my friends to look like. That's what I want to help them. I don't want to just get there. I want to help them get there too. Because it, it takes a team to get there. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much. For your word, Lord, I thank you for the authority and the power in your name. And God, I just ask that you'll help us in this world that likes to use your name in the wrong way. Lord, may we speak it in the right way wherever we go. May we just just talk about how great you are. And Lord, when we don't know what to say, may we just talk about how you changed our life and how we want to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.